Welcome back to Expansive, a promise got to the Expanse. I'm your host, Beef. I'm the operator. I'm sexually excited by big Martians. There were no big Martians in this episode. Uh, yes, there were. Bobby Draper? Well, I mean... Yeah. Bobby Draper. That's true. <laughs> she is five foot ten of fury, man. I, I love her. She is. Is. is that is that what she is? Is she five ten? Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she's tall. She's definitely. Tall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh definitely, 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 definitely. It is. It is not a camera trick. She is actually very tall. Uh, she, yeah, yeah, she is indeed five eleven. Five eleven. Ooh, she's perfect Man, height for that's me. Good. That's the perfect height for me. She is a half inch taller than I am. That is awesome. She God, is. Can you uh, imagine that? Just... She's Aussie too. She's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a Kiwi. New Zealand. Oh yeah, yeah. God damn yeah, it. Shut up. I know. Yeah. Oh man, can you imagine her just like looking you dead in the eye? She'd have to look down a little bit for me, but just looking looking you dead in the eye and just tossing you on a bed. Like <laughs> had you said on a bed, I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> like like salad or something. <laughs> I mean, she's one of the few people on the planet who could get away with calling you Pee Wee. Oh my god! Hot. And <laughs> the way she calls Amos "honey" or what a honey oh, bun or whatever. She's like oh, talking like, smack to him the whole time. I'm like, that's and a, he's I'm like, taking it. He's like, yeah, all right, they're either gonna fuck or fight real soon. Yeah, or both, maybe at the same time. I, I at that point, I think it's sort of you know like game recognizes game. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a badass, but so is she. Like, right. I'm not sure Amos could take her. Well, I don't. When he's so. talking, even without the armor, later yeah, when know, he's talking about um patching up the armor and he's like man i don't even know what this shit's made of <laughs> this shit's <Mars>. strong <laughs> it's made of mars that's what it's made of uh yeah i mean just, uh, just man i forgot how awesome she was and then she just waltzes on the ship she's like yeah I brought a you know detonation device yeah i got my suit got my detonation device here to you know my emp device and i'm gonna Hey, Amos, don't you worry your pretty little head about stuff. You know, right. I, I got it. I got a handle. And you're like. Verbally tousles his hair, basically. I know. It's just, <laughs> she's so badass. I love her. So we start this episode out, season six, episode three, on Laconia. And there is a nice little speech about different places, different reasons, but we're all Laconia now. So maybe this is the future. Maybe this is some time jump. Maybe I was right. Um, please let us know about the changes that have taken place recently, especially in the last few weeks. It's a throwaway line that he says to the kids, but I'm pretty sure that means they have proto-molecule on the planet and shit is working weird now. Uh, Things are weird! Well, (laughs) so as soon as they split up here, I'm like, oh shit, Op was right. Shit, bad shit's gonna happen. I'm like, yeah, it's just, he has the second time. Can I come with you? It's like, oh come on, let him go with you. Let no, him no. go with you. Let him go with you. No, okay. Well, he's gonna die. So she goes back. The little girl goes back to the spot, and now the drone is fixed. So is this nanites or like old proto molecule type tech that's fixing the tech? And then we cut to the purple panther. Thank you, Sean. Apparently didn't eat the fucking bird last week. It pet cemeteried the bird and it made the fucking bird now because the bird does not look good. It looks like a fucking zombie, right? Well, you see why I said pet cemeteried the bird because we we cut from zombie bird. Exactly. It kind of limped a little bit weird. It was like, what the It's like pale and angry. 
See, she's gonna she's gonna she's take thrilled. the brother. Yes, yeah. oh, totally. Gonna, yeah, totally. this she's is pet take the brother to the purple panther. Yes, yep. and he's gonna come back as like a crippled, like you know, reaver zombie thing. Yeah. Oh and, no. And and that's gonna be the new proto. That's how the proto molecule like replicates and stuff. It's gonna be like the new <laughs> it's all new pet birth. Cemetery shit. Yeah, it's all pet cemetery. Well, it's, but uh, think about it. it. It is the pet cemetery because now the younger brother is dead. Yep. Sorry if you haven't seen any of the pet cemeteries, but the younger brother dies, and yep. she's going to take it to the Purple Panther. Yeah, you know it. You know, you know as soon as you see the body, do. it's like you're going to take this kid. You're going to take that to the yeah. And you know, it's telling that those are the opening scenes, and we don't go back there this episode. No, we don't. We d- we don't go back there any episodes really. But yeah, true. You, you you're know right. Bad things are yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pet cemetery planet. So after we get the um the zoom out, the cut out, the 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 fadeaway shot of dead brother on the couch, ready for pet cemeterying, um, we get to the UN getting to series, which I thought was kind of cool. The Martians floating out ahead of the gunships to get yeah. into the airlock, and you have your like what two or three Bobby Draper type power max before everybody else. It's kind of cool. They're storming procedures, I guess. Yeah. No, that was that was a good setup. Marco stripping series of everything that they could take uh, that would be of use to the inners. Back move, but brilliant strategic. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like as far as just being a human being, that is scum. But strategically speaking, and politically speaking, it's it's masterstroke shit. It's like nope. It's your problem now. Let's see how it looks. Yeah, let's well, see how you do with that. Like you said, it's. I mean, he goes, we left the inners with a problem they had to deal with, tied up right. their resources and weaken them. And like Arvasala says, if we don't take care of these people, the belt is just going to shit on us for the problem exactly. he made. Exactly. Exactly. And they, can, and they can spin it all they want. They can tell the absolute truth. He abandoned these people. It won't matter if nope. they all die. Nope. Even if one of them dies the, and the UN was there, it's still going to look sure. like, well, the UN didn't help them. Totally. Totally. Uh, the callback to the Martian interrogators was a nice call to season <laughs> one or two. I, I really would like to see some pupils widening and weird Martians. Yes. 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 Uh, that, and they never really delved that deep into it in the series. And I wanted them to. I said Bobby Draper. What are you doing, Sean? This is not Legends twelve years oh, ago. Yeah. No, that's, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, well, I, I was looking, and I'm like, has she ever done like topless stuff? And as a matter of fact, she has. So uh, yeah, I was looking at that. So and she's um, still muscular, and I know it's five eleven, bro. Five eleven. Oh man, she could just just manhandle you. Mm-hmm. Like there. Mm-hmm. There are certain times where you look at something and you're just like, ah, is this worth it with her? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Come on. Absolutely Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Holy crap, that girl's good looking. I like the talk on, we're back on the Rocinante and um, they're heading a series. Holden gives Peaches the watch and Peaches telling Holden, (laughs) Are you sure? I got my mods (laughs) because of you. I wanted to kill yeah. you. More than that, I wanted to disgrace you. And then she goes on to tell how every time she uses her mods now, she sees her engineering friend who taught her, trained her, was nice to her, had a family. Yep. And she yep. sees his face, and that's probably why she pukes every time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was elegant. 
because we always we could see the relationship she had with dude yeah yeah so i remember that episode too and they were they looked tight and i had no idea why she was being weird but he seemed really cool and she just fucking folded him in half (laughs) literally (laughs) uh don't mind me while i sandwich you and stuff you in this was it like a maintenance hatch right maintenance hatch yeah 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 she uh yeah that was not good that was not a plus but the fact that Holden did that, showing that level of trust, mm-hmm. even though she literally didn't have to do anything, he was saying, you know, it's all automatic. You can just sit there and just watch it and blah, blah, blah. I have to go because I'm exhausted and shit. But that level of trust, like, okay, I'm going to put you in where there's nobody else around. Mm-hmm. You are in charge. I got to go lay down because I'm tired. And to still do that after she said, you know, the only reason I got these was just to murder you. Murder you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's I'm great. still I'm pretty tired. tired so <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm too tired. I don't care what you... Right now, all I'm hearing is that, that trumpet from the Peanuts cartoon when the adults are talking. Bah, 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 bah. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Uh, look, I gotta go to bed. So <laughs> you, you do whatever it is. You, like, murder in the autopilot way. Yeah, here, here bye. You go. <laughs> Uh, well, and the thing is, like, either Holden trusts you or he doesn't. And if he yeah. trusts you, then you you kind of feel bad betraying that trust because he's such a, a decent dude, which is hard to come by on this show. Yeah. And the fact that he said we all have some things we're yes. I'm Even pretty Amos. sure Amos says stuff he feels bad <laughs> oh, about. Oh, God. The, the fact that they both chuckle about that. Yeah. yeah yeah we're sure amy we're almost sure amos feels you know like occasionally occasionally we think he does <laughs> you know well we cut to we cut to amos eating some sort of slop and bobby walks in and says what you got there and he's like package claimed it was food <laughs> <laughs> that's the best line i'm so gonna use that box said it was food <laughs> right and then she takes a couple bites and like they're talking, right? She does this regurgitation thing, and he's like, "Funny how the aftertaste creeps up on you, doesn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> but she's like low key insulting him and being patronizing to him and everything, and he's just like, "Yeah, uh, whatever." He, he just it just rolls off of him. He doesn't care. The series has got good noodles and booze and unionized brothels. We're gonna get more of the brothel thing with him. I th- I'm pretty sure we're gonna get a few more throwaway lines. I hope so. It's it's the best. And in fact, she's like, you know, it when she asks, well, is there anything else besides that? The look on his face, he's like, huh. I never checked. I never <laughs> checked, really. I have no idea. Yeah, nobody's ever asked me that before. That's all anybody else cares about either. You know, it's uh, okay. certainly all I'd care about. Okay. Point me towards the pasta and whores. Like, yes. that's pretty much what I need in life. Um, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I mean, what else? What else do you need? I mean, honestly, really, truly. Really, really. But is uh, that there, you know, back and forth is just it's it gets better and better. I I love the fact that Bobby is back on the ship. I really yes. do. And and Peaches is him and Peaches like anytime you add Amos and anybody, it's you get something else, you know. But mm-hmm. with him and Peaches, you know, like when they're being knocked around, I know this is skipping forward, but when they're being knocked around a little bit and and he's like disconnecting so he can go fix things and, and she's like, What are you doing? He's like, That's the job. Right. That's the, That's job. the job, Peaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when the PDCs jam later. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's 
you're you're she's learning what it's like to live on a ship and this is like home to him you know this yeah. is like what you do it's like oh this yeah day ending middle. and why for him it's yeah like, this is know. we're in the middle of a dogfight and it's crappy and things are happening and and yeah we may be spaced in any given time but hey this is the job we yeah. got to go fix stuff now doesn't matter that we're being shot at or spinning around or right you know and and amos can be like hey hold on um what's with the spinning like <laughs> Getting shot Just at. hang on! Shut up! <laughs> Can't deal with that right now. We're, you're gonna have to suck it up here. <laughs> Daddy's flying the ship, you know. Um, I, I, I just appreciate the the interplay between them. I, you don't get that in a lot of shows, uh, especially a lot of ensemble shows that are as as rotating as this, right? Because you you have different people in these little environments all the time, and they interact differently. And most of the time when you have an ensemble crew, it's it's like Star Trek, right? It's the same seven, eight people all the time. And they have the same interactions and the same character development and the same arcs and all that kind of stuff. This, that's out the window. You don't get any of that here. I, I th- And to build on that, it's you see each interaction and each relationship changing and evolving over time. Right. So it's like it, the, the Holden and Amos relationship, for example – is completely different from where it was two seasons ago. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, he so, was worried he was gonna, Amos was gonna kill him. Yeah, yeah, and now, you know, they're family. Exactly. And exactly. It's it's kind of funny how it's kind of flipped. I mean, he used to look at Naomi as his his moral compass, and yeah. now he found a better one, Mister Button Pusher himself. You right. know. Exactly. We'll get to that, that cocksucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Naomi opens up about freezing uh, when jumping off the ship, which makes sense. Holden and her have yeah. a cool little uh, touching moment. And then yeah. Holden tries to distract Naomi by giving her an interesting problem. I thought that was cool that she recognized it and called him out. And the thing is, that says a lot about their relationship. There is a certain level of honesty and understanding between the two of them. Right. That it's like when he does something like that, she knows what it is. But she's actually happy, A, that he's doing it because he knows it will help her, and B, it'll be something that'll keep her busy. Yeah, I mean, it is it is cool. It's a cool dynamic to what they actually have. Yeah. Marcos laughing off the uh, new ships and the risk assessment from Blondie. Marcos... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he is not making good decisions. He is really not making any good decisions at all. No. Well, and, and it's like this he's is... saying to himself, "What's a really crappy decision I can make? I'll make the worst one of that." Well, well he tells his kid, "The Belters on series are not like us." Like, he, and this goes back to what I was saying last week. He doesn't give a damn about his people. He right. doesn't. He looks at them like they are expendable. Oh, to him they are. Everyone's expendable. Absolutely. Him. As long as he gets the glory and the war that he wants, anybody can die. It won't matter. It simply won't matter to him. Uh, I mean, uh, what's the line? You know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. that's him. That's him. You know, and and I, you see it every time he opens his mouth and talks about whatever it is. You're just like, that guy ain't right. Like, no. there's no, there's no end game where anybody but him is happy. Yeah. Yeah, he, and gets the thing is, so, he doesn't even realize what that happiness is, what that entails. He's on the journey. He's so deep into the journey. He doesn't realize what the destination is at all. He's just going. He gets so excitable at the thought of destruction and mayhem and war 
without looking at the like actual um i don't know uh like semantics of it right he's just like oh great i get my war now yeah he doesn't look at the he doesn't look at the collateral damage he doesn't look at his people he doesn't look he just looks at the war he looks at the glory he looks at the the fighting he looks at the death of his enemies and stuff he doesn't look at anything else he doesn't see anything else just like when he sees the or, uh, the Pella picks up the Rossi and he's drunk on killing the Rossi. Uh, and the way he says the name, the Rossinante. It's just like okay, yeah, it's and, dude. This is a and, and this is the part where something should be clicking for him, right? Mm-hmm. And they just aren't. Like if if this was uh, like another warship or whatever it is, and this thing just keeps surviving, just way overblown, way the odds are always stacked against them, and yet they continue just time after time after time to pull through and pull through with a victory, not just a Pyrrhic victory, but a, a victory nonetheless, are every time you should stop a wise commander, especially a battle commander, should look at that and go, what am I not seeing here? Exactly. What are they doing that I'm not? Doing? What are they doing? And why does this keep happening? How do we neutralize that? I yeah. get your revenge boner and I get that you've got three ships to one and I get why this might sound good. But that is why as a leader, a commander, a manager, somebody, you try a coach, you try to surround yourself with intelligent people, people that will challenge you and tell you, dude, you don't need to do this. Not right now. There's no point in killing that. Like it's, it becomes no. He did. He did. He had his right hand. That blondie chick was saying, "You don't." But you gotta to listen to him, though. You gotta you got, take that exactly. advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can surround yourself with a bunch of people who are saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But right. if you're not gonna listen to them. It doesn't matter. It oh simply my doesn't matter. God, I was so. But both times I watched this episode, I'm like, dude, you can walk away, bro. Bro, they're mm-hmm. begging you. Just fucking walk. Get go. It costs yeah. you nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this it other costs way, it costs you, you life it costs you and shit. And you have other more important things to focus on. And, and if you focus on those things, you will win in the exactly. long term. You will win. Like, do the things that are going to make you win. Do the things that that when you when you look at your list of priorities, the top should be how do we get an overall victory. This is for all intents and purposes a publicity stunt we got exactly. the rasanate yeah oh yeah that's ship. all that it is that is and well it's also eagle it's um yeah oh no and, uh, and philip oh, there's right a lot of that. there's a lot of hubris there you know good and, word bro oh look at look at op with the sat words uh but there there is and philip was for once right in that he's like look you got such a hard on for killing this ship that you've you lost sight of everything. He else. says and he's he a, he's about to say something like, "Is he because he's something about something about Naomi?" There's a line that Philip starts to say that his father cuts him off. Get off my bridge! It's like okay. whoa. Let's let's back up a little bit to the actual battle though, because I have missed battles on this show because every time I see it, they're perfect. I am stunned. They're how good fucking it is. perfect. I I mean, when they were like when the Rosinati was. Flipping, literally flipping back and forth, Boner. and shooting at. It was like it was beautiful. It was like a dance. It was just taking one railgun shot with Bobby at the helm. And, oh, the and, moment yeah. Bobby took the helm, I'm like, okay, you guys are gonna die. Yeah. You guys are gonna die. That's it. It's <laughs> over. A, 
She is a galactic class gunner. I mean, this is what she does in her sleep. It's not even. It's not even the gunner part. It's the uh, uh, strategy. She's like, they keep going to the right or whatever port, starboard, whatever it was. So, let's give them other shit to think about. I'm gonna fire these PDCs, which are just bullets that are gonna fly in a trajectory through space. They cannot like track them and then i'm gonna fire the rail gun so they have to dodge into the shit they can't track it was operatic it was perfect it was fucking perfect but the, here's the thing when they opened communications with um with him and he was just like you know i'm not going to be at the end of your lead shoulder and blah 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 and he leans back and there's fucking the boy there's philip there's philip right there and that moment i mean i thought i thought for sure I thought for sure Naomi was going to say something. She said nothing. She was messed up about it, but she said nothing. You know why? Yeah. She knew. She knew yeah. that he. they both had to die. She was resigned to the fact that he was going to die, they both were going to yeah. die, and that was going to be a thorn out of the world, the universe's side. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, that was the moment that, you know, when um, – Bobby was like, yeah, I'm going to take over the hell. I'm like, oh, you guys are gone. There is no, you're gone. When Bobby goes, when Bobby goes, fuck this, we tried and launches the torpedo. (laughs) Exactly. I legitimately (laughs) threw threw my arms in the air like, yes. And not once did you hear um, uh, Naomi pipe up. Like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't even a thing. Had this been Star Trek? There would have been a big, big philosophical debate right. quickly, but there would have been a philosophical debate over what's going to happen and we can or we can't shoot these people or, oh, my God, it's my son, my daughter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, way more true to life. Yep. Well, we tried and uh, they're actively trying to kill us. So we're just going to do us everyone's a favor and kill them first. Right. That right. fucking sound of the non uh, non primed torpedo hitting the hull dong dude that's that's another thing i've been wanting to bring up in this show whoever does the sound effects on this amaze balls when it's out in space the silence is so fucking loud it's so loud it's almost uncomfortable even just like the um the other versions of the martian power suits that are going into uh, series station just clanging their boots on the metal grates and shit you're like dude this is they do it That's right. That's how it's going to sound. That's how it's going to sound. Mm-hmm. So now, do you think anybody's going to check the logs and find that Holden has? I think done he. Some, I think some, he. Uh, I saw in the previews because I'm a prick and I didn't mean to watch it all, but I think he tells people, "I did that. It was me." You know. <sighs> okay. In that moment. When he, you know, pressed the button, as it were, um, he had the look on his face that he always has whenever he presses the button. He's like, I know I'm doing the right thing, but I'm pissed off that I'm doing the right thing. Because he was mad. He wanted the guy to die. But as soon as he saw the kid, he's like, yeah, I can't let this shit happen. But fuck, fuck, man, Naomi didn't even whine about it. Like, your kid has been a terrorist. Like, he, I mean... The ship, it's like the company you keep, I guess, right, at that yeah. point? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. I, In my head, I wouldn't have blamed him if he had let you know everybody get blown up, but at the same time, it's Holden. 
Right. That's what he does. Whether you agree with it or not, it's the, technically the right thing. It's the moral thing to do. But at the same time, you're like, dude, um, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're actively trying to kill They're you actively and trying the to woman kill you, you love? Yeah, you, you might want to end them and you, deal with the consequences yeah, later. Yeah, they've, they've like killed hundreds of millions on earth and mars and stuff like that they they really if anybody if anybody ship this would be a quick end to the war yeah um if you just go ahead and let the rocket go right yeah yeah but no captain button pusher (laughs) captain pusher button has to get in there button has to get in there and stop things (laughs) so someone sent me something could you be any more vague (laughs) <laughs> Prax the plant guy it was nice to see him again apparently has a yes. new flavor of yeast that can help uh, um, yeah basically not let the belt starve and I well, like not just not let the belt starve this is something that could be used to grow plants and crops anywhere correct for earth and everybody in their time of need and that that whole just that concept is huge and um gonna do a sideways thing here uh in the book this was about three or four chapters long because it went into what his life was over in the space station he was arrested his family thought he was going to die because the woman that he talks about who actually you know came up with the stuff yeah she had built shit based on his work oh so that's why he was arrested because the people there were like oh well you came up with it he's like yeah but i didn't take it to that next level and Hmm. they let him go so up until that point, he was going to die. He was sure he was going to die. And he made this secret transmission to send off to Amos. Hey, this is what I've done. This is what's happening. This is what you need to do for Earth. So that's where that came from. Well, yeah, I, I like how Amos reacts to that. You know, they're watching it and, and he just, <laughs> he'll, just he'll like, get to it. He'll get he, to it. Don't worry. That, he understands. He's like, OK, none of that probably made any sense to you. Here's what the deal is. Yeah, he, he's like that. Don't worry, he'll make it make sense. Because <laughs> they're both looking at each other like, what? I have no idea what any of that means. I, the, way that, the way that Amos goes, you know, I'll get this to Chrissy. She'll know what to do with it. And then Bobby's like, the old lady really loves it when you call her that. And he's like, at least I say it to her face. And Bobby just kind of smugly grins. I don't know, it's so cool. She knows Amos is probably the only person anywhere right and she doesn't call her the old lady mm-hmm. in her face that's for damn sure. exactly hey old lady Hail. no fuck arvasala is the only person on the show that would murder bobby in hand-to-hand combat if she said that <laughs> just with words. right yeah i mean it just it, it's bad and then and then there's amos who apparently can talk to anybody any way and get away with it you know like hey chrissy i need a favor <laughs> And she deals with it. She's just like, well, it's Amos. We're not changing him. Right, right. It's better just to go with the flow. <laughs> Speaking of that, we cut to Chrissy as um, hot and uh, body-armored Monica. Evil Monica are getting ready to go and embed with the troops again down on Ceres. And, uh, yeah, it's not good. Well, things things kind of take a side. Well, first of all, she tells her uh, general, keep an eye on her because she will cause trouble. She has been known to do that. So, you know, all while. so to to, uh, you know, Monica's face. Oh, yeah, we're cool. Behind her back. Yeah, you better watch out for this bitch because she's uh, she'll do something stupid. But it not re- wrong, not either. wrong. 
not wrong. She is very much aware of who Monica is and what she can do. So, dude, you know. But the moment that she see Monica sees the guy with the cat, I was like, something bad is going to happen because this is too much of a, you know, little sideways kind of thing. It's like, something bad's going to happen. And sure enough, boom. Like, so many booms with the boom. Yeah, so... A lot of booming. We were we're agreeing we're in agreement on the booming. Boom. Um, I guess my question is: Is that was it planned? Was this was this Marcos's shit from the beginning, or was this just opportunistic belters trying to kill people? Uh, I, I'm willing to bet it was Marcos. I'm willing to bet it was Marcos. Oh yeah, anything that big. I mean, if you looked at all those explosions and everything, it was half the damn station. Half the damn station went bye bye. When it was was exploding, which was all their water, all their yeah, like as soon as I saw the mist, I was like, oh, that's their water. That's their water. I bet you their oxygen's gone too. So not only did he leave them with a problem, he compounded it by making sure that they would all die if like large uh, uh, resources weren't put together to to save them. So, I mean, this is this is orchestrated in every way. Yeah, totally. God, it's fucking, it's so, uh, as much as I hate him and his luscious hair, that beautiful, beautiful <laughs> hair of his. It is beautiful hair. It is beautiful hair. As a, as a straight man. As much with, as I hate man buns. Yeah. That is beautiful hair. That's as beautiful. a straight man who's balding, I, I really appreciate his hair. Um, Beef is intimidated. I am. Sexually. Sexually. I intimidate him. Sexually. Um, he is so intelligent and like backstabbing yeah. and conniving and planning and manipulative it's it's painful Until he loses sight of his goal true the moment he loses sight of what he should be if he stayed on track he would be unstoppable he would not be able to be touched well that's all. that's the thing he's not actually a a big picture guy he is a a target focused uh true. operator and he's very good opportunistic at almost you know yeah. yeah he's very good at destabilizing uh power structures he's very good at creating dissidents he's very good at inspiring people he's the agent you send to destabilize a government he yeah, is not the person perfect. you send yeah. to, to rule it. yeah to yeah. run it cuz it is it is not in his wheelhouse cuz he only has and we've talked about this too he only has one goal it's like we're going to get in a war with the inners we're going to get in a war with the inners that's his plan yeah there is no we're going to learn to live in this galaxy and the inners are going to stay in their area like he has no goal of of peaceful existence or even domination he just wants the war yeah he just wants people to die yeah so this this is not a a I mean it is a plan and despite what most people say you know just because it's a plan doesn't mean it's a good plan. Um, it, it's it's a terrible idea because what he's he's gonna do is paint himself into a corner so that that's the only he's going he's working actively to paint them all into a corner so they have no choice neither side has any choice but to fight. Yeah. And that's really what he wants, because if either side lays down and says, you know what, I'm not going to do this, then the other one would stop. And you you can't let that happen. Or at least consider it like what Arvasal is trying to do with her documentary pieces. Oh, no, exactly right. Yeah. 
because uh, that's that's horrible for the plan. Because now, like, if if they lose the will to fight and go, look, they've suffered enough. We've suffered enough. Why can't we just be happy and live on the stations? And they stay in their planets, and and we, you know, go from there. This this is the worst case for Anaros. And in a way, this this is a good segue to talk about what happens on uh, Drummer Ship with the you know woman who's about to be transferred to another ship seeing one of those pieces and yeah. saying this is fucked With up pastor this anna gen- yeah this is genuinely fucked up and i'm glad they used pastor anna for that but it's like it, she's affected by it she sees what it is that they're doing and the other guy's just like yeah welcome to the belt i'm like oh dude you shouldn't have said that in front of her <laughs> but i mean it's not gonna go well for you man. i get i get both sides of that right like you as someone in the belt you might be like excellent now the inners finally feel what we feel but as someone in the belt you'd be like no baby should have to go through what we go through right right totally so it's a totally. weird it's a weird place they put the viewer in because you can see it from both Absolutely. You can tot- there there were people that I've seen recently on like Twitter who were starting to get into the expanse who were like, I look they look at that they wonder if they should hate the Belters because <laughs> they really kind of understand what it is they're dealing with. And to see that and then look at them and go, Yeah, I really can't hate you. Yeah, I kind of see where you're coming from. And that makes and but that makes the story that much better because you're seeing both sides of it. It's not at all, but it is kind of like, but it's not. It's like yeah. a child that gets like, you know, abused or horrible shit done to it. And then it becomes a murderous little bastard, right? You don't understand why the kid became a prick, but you kind of get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the issue really is, is that you cannot remain really neutral in it. You can't, no matter where you're from. Whether you're a belter or a, uh, uh, you know, an inner or, or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You cannot stay neutral. No. There was a, yeah. a, a fantastic, uh, walk with me for just a second. There was a fantastic, uh, TNG episode where, uh, Dr. Crusher gets kidnapped and she's being held with terrorists. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there he's the terrorist is basically all he's trying to do is negotiate it down so that they can't kill everybody. And he seems he's like, like a look. good bargaining point. Right. And he's like, look, you know, and, and Picard's questioning him. He's like, you know, we were neutral. Why the hell did you involve us? He goes, you're, you're so involved. It doesn't matter whether you don't want to be. You added the chair. I am forced simply forcing you to sit in it. Yeah, I remember that episode. That was solid. That really and, was. And he was right too. You know, like the inter- or the the Federation was completely involved. They were supplying them weapons. They were supplying the med- the other side medical supplies and weapons and supplies so and everything like, the like CIA. that. CIA. <laughs> exactly. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Sort of. Uh, but they were involved. He was simply forcing them to acknowledge their involvement, and that's what has to happen here. All the Belters are now responsible. For the atrocities that you know, because they've joined Inaros, they they are responsible for the atrocities that have been committed. Yeah, and whether you want to feel neutral or not, you aren't. And all the inners are responsible for the horrible atrocities that were heaped upon the Belters time after time after. You know, you, you pay for air, you don't pay for food, you you or you don't get food, you're you're trapped in these jobs because you can't leave the station and you must eat, you know, all those things, the horrible things that were done to them, 
just because you weren't actively participating in them, you participated in the system that did it. You were a ship captain that delivered the food supplies. You also you delivered it. Participated the, in the like uh, burying your head in the sand. Right. Yeah. Totally. And and just because you were there going, hey man, it wasn't me who was taking away your oxygen. Yeah, but you were actively in the very system <laughs> that did that. Right. Yeah. And you weren't exactly saying, hey, stop doing God, that. God, I feel bad for those guys. No, you were just like, yeah, fuck them. It's not my bottom line. And it's not and my that's, problem. The apathy is what killed them. Yeah. Right. The apathy. That's what made the war. And and Anaros, all that to say, to bring that back around, Anaros cannot let that die. No. He cannot let that point, let let anybody start feeling sympathy for the other side, because the moment you do, they're going to quit on you. Well, he look, at he basically gave up his life, his son's life, and the other, what, 200,000 people on the Pella's life because he didn't want to be a prisoner. He would have rather been a martyr. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And like he gets your two son's of his, life. <laughs> yeah. He gets two of his ships blown up. Well, one and the other one goes for repairs. Oh, yeah. Heavily, yeah. yeah. Heavily damaged yeah. on the other one and everything because Bobby's a hell of a gunner. Mm-hmm. And he's just that, even that doesn't make him quit because he's like, oh, well, I can't stop now because now it, it's, it's, no, there's no half measures. You, you can either win or die. That's his only, that's the only two acceptable options. My note for right here is uh, better as a prisoner than a martyr. Bobby fires. Naomi's okay with it. Holden pushes a fucking button. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Holden. And then Philip calls his dad out in front of everybody. I I give this kid some fucking backbone for all the weeks we bitched about him. This is your fault. We didn't need to be here. We didn't need to be in this fight. You're a coward. We didn't need to kill James Holden. That was your pride. Oh, I'm getting and that, chills that now. That was the thing. A, he's not wrong. Nope. B, he said it to his father's face, dead in his eye. And C, said it in front of everybody. Insurrection's not, not the right word. What's the mutiny? There's going to be. Mark my words. I feel. I feel some sort of something coming you think, on. You think the blonde's going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I mean, I don't think it'll be the blonde. I think it'll be Philip. Philip has oh, the Phil, name yeah. recognition, but I think if Philip does get the backbone to do it, the blonde will be at his side because she's. Philip has no, uh, ma. Like militarial strategic strategic he mind, has no bearing. No, he has yeah. no like but that wasn't does. bravery that he exhibited. It was insolence. It was child. It was a childhood child. Child yeah. to his father. It was a, it was a jab. Yeah. yeah, it was a jab at his dad. But he wasn't his dad wrong. Screwed up. No, and that's the point. Like your children are really, really good. Op, you'll you'll come into this. Your children are. Go- uh, well, they watch you all the time, and they watch for very specific things. And one of those things is hypocrisy. Yeah. When you screw up exactly the way you told them not to, yeah. oh, my God, they are so quick to point that crap out. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter if there's extenuating circumstances or in this case that you were just being a dick or, or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. They're going to point that out because children uh, just have this innate ability to sense parental hypocrisy. <laughs> and that's what this is. And it was it was less bravery and more insolence. However, the effect was the same. Yeah, totally. Because once you hear it's sort of like um, the old uh, lawyer tactic of leading the jury by saying something outlandish. And the and, you know, the the judge will say, hey, 
disregard the last the the prosecutor's last remarks. Well, they can't. They've heard it now. Right. It's in their and fucking it's in their, brain they hole. They have it in the record, but they know it. But so. they heard it, and yeah. and that's going to count for something. So it doesn't matter that he got smacked or his hand slapped or something like that. He got to say it. Yeah. And this is the same thing. Yeah, it's the fact that it's out there, though, is like the fact that he spoke it in front of everybody yeah, that is... Was, that was not a smart move. No. That was the big one, yeah. And the thing is, I don't think he even realized it, that he was telling... No, he's a he young, fiery he's kid. He's a kid, but he was like, he stood up to his dad, he blew up and everything, but that was that was for him. That was, like you said, it was insolence. It was like, you know, I'm pissed off because you just fucked up and you tried to blame me for it, so fuck oh, you. the fucking heapings of blame that mm-hmm. Marcos was trying to put on from the <laughs> pilot to everybody, fill up everybody. to, yeah, the ship's janitor if he could. It was mm-hmm, horrible. Sure. Oh. That is the sign of a poor leader. When yeah. When the leader, when you, when you suffer a loss as a leader, what the immediate thing you have to do, one is damage control to, or, or, you know, make sure that you've made corrective actions to, to deal with the problem. And then, Hey, everybody, that was my bad. It's okay. I fucked up. Well, I messed right. up. I right. didn't I tell you correctly. Up. Yeah. I didn't lead you right. This is not your fault. And then individually and another time and place go to the people who you think did something wrong and be like hey man i'm not saying you did wrong i'm not saying you did right either this is what happened this is what i would have what i would have preferred you do yeah and and go through that process and everything individually with them and and perform corrective actions that way the mark, the mark of a shitty leader is just royally fucking up in front of everybody and then pointing at everybody else and going, you, fu- and, and fuck you, and you suck, and you suck too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck you, well, you cool, my problem, I'm out. It was your problem. Right. You know, we would have succeeded with my vision if you hadn't screwed it up. You know, like, I would have oh. gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for you snotty kids. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, after he's whining about that and he gets chewed out by his father, we see an SR. 66 or an srg6 flying through the ring gate at laconia it looks like a very big very very large engined ship uh stealth ship almost and the dude's like uh if it's half as good as the last one it's going to be fun boss man so i know i know so that's He's I, getting his army, you know. He's getting. No, his, it's more his than that. This there, is... there, there are things I would love to tell you guys. Yeah, but I, I'm going to wait for your holy shit moment because yeah. I saw that and my jaw hit the floor. I was like, okay, it's on now. Okay, fuck it. So they have to be doing the time jump. the 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 scene at the very beginning where they're all together on Laconia, something is. I don't know. I don't know. We're not getting the whole story because we only have what four more episodes, three more episodes. Three. It's only yeah, six. Yeah, dude. Suckers of the cock. <laughs> yeah, dude. So they better, like, you know, get on it. Then they great. have to be doing the time jump. Like, everybody's going to die in the last episode. But <laughs> but, but hold on. Walk with me. But they're going to build up to it and show you that Purple Panthers make everything better, even if they're zombies. And then... Purple Panthers make everything I don't know, better, man. Something. Even if they're zombies. Red brains! Um... I'd watch that. Oh, uh, something else that's kind of cool, but slow. Station Eleven on HBO. 
It's about a viral outbreak in the planet. It's very much like the world we live in now. Except I was going to say, I could just watch the I news. Watch no, no, no. That, except yeah, it's, 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 it's more depressing like that I like it where 99% of the people that got it died. So it's instant post-apocalyptic. It's my fantasy world. That's what I wanted COVID Did you ever read The Stand by Stephen King? No, but everybody I talk about post-apocalyptic shit to is like, maybe you should read The Stand. Dude, seriously, it is it is like it's, written for you. It is that. It I'm getting a boner already. But yeah, this is no, a book, good. and HBO did a limited series with ten episodes. Seven of them are out, and I've watched five in the last day. So it's got uh, that uh, female Terminator protector chick, uh, mm. Mackenzie. No, not her. The the new one from Dark Fate. The good one. Oh, she's a hottie. Yeah, she's tall and she's got a weird face, but I like it. Her eyes are very. She's got a weird face. No, like angular. It's not. It's you not know, a normal. Mackenzie Davis. Yes, it's not a normal. Yeah. Like it's not a normal. Like um, model face. That's why I say weird. I don't mean like. Oh, what the fuck is she wrong? Very soft. <laughs> she has very soft eyes. Yes, she, she looks like she's always been crying for a half hour. Yes, right when you see her, exactly. Like she has sympathetic eyes, and I like. You would think that every time she looks at you, somebody has just killed a small puppy in front of her. Well, it's good that she uh, started the apocalypse at like eight, and now this is 20 years later. So let's just say she has murderous rage. And she's I like chicks with murderous rage. Yeah, we know. Yeah, slightly damaged. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, do we have any other notes for where this might go other than Op not being able to talk about the shit he's not able to talk about? Because... You know, up. Um, I'm really hoping. That biting my not, tongue, biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue, but as far as like the beginning goes, I'm really hoping it's not pet cemetery ish. But I know it's pet cemetery ish. It's so gotta that. be. It's it's pet cemetery ish, and I, I'm just like, mm, okay, all right, all right. I but the thing is, the writers of the show have been able to take something and twist it around and make it so fucking awesome. So I'm not too concerned about how it's going to all, you know, pan out and stuff, but True. it's like I, I will laugh if the, you know, kid actually comes back. I will laugh my ass the off. The kid's going to come back. They showed the bird. He's like, eh. But see, the bird was off. The other birds were like purple and yellow, and that bird was like gray and white and stumbling like, <laughs> that's just a bird. Like, prepare for your kid to be not right. Well, know? like Pet Cemetery, they were horrible. Maybe it'll be a little bit better. Maybe it'll be like, um, what was the zombie movie? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Maybe it'll be like that. Like, they'll be, you know, below the basement playing video games and everything, and it'll just be kind of a happy zombie who, who only is chained to the wall most of the time. Yeah, mm. plays video games and stuff. Yeah, like you know, like that. I mean, that could, like, uh, that's such a great Sesame movie. Street. Uh, <laughs> it should be fine. Well, I mean, we have predictions. So I guess that's uh, it's worth something. I don't know what they're worth, but they are definitely predictions. So, uh, I mean, thank you everybody for listening. If you want to send us some shit, expansive opa at gmail.com. We will get it on the show because God knows we don't have any fucking theories. Three episodes, <laughs> y'all. Three episodes. Trace. Thank you both for three playing episodes, along. Three episodes, three boobs. That's all I'm saying. Oof. You are. There's still hope, bro. There's still, there's like, still hope. There's still, still hope. hope. Three episodes left, man. One boob per episode. Would that Just count? Just make a reference to it. Something. 
you know? Oh, like Amos? It would Amos? be kind of funny if they said, you know, uh, Amos went to a brothel one time, and, you know, I saw one chick with three boobs. It was he swears weird. there was a chick with three boobs Something there. like, uh, something know? about, like, the, because the, he's always happy about the unionization, right? So if he's like, yeah, you know, this one time I went before they were unionized, it was like a, a radiation outbreak, and this one chick had three boobs. It's just something. Like, just, it's just a, like a little throwaway line. That's all I'm asking. It's It doesn't have to be that much, you know? It doesn't have to be about Quaid or... No, just just like a little head down. To react to Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> um, all right, well, hey, we did a thing. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. listening if you'd like to send us an email or some feedback email us expansiveopa at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter at expansiveopa thank you again for listening and we will see you next week